good people who have traveled from villages near and far. Lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of Movie Review Crew. Welcome to the Goody Room. Their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of Movie Review Crew. Or as we discussed on last episode, the Movie Review Crew, possibly. We don't know. What are we like? Are we changing the name again? No, we did discuss that, though. We should be called The Crew That Which Reviews Movies. Oh, no. Nothing But Them. Hmm. Dot, 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 and and more. more. I guess that was your idea. It was a team team collaboration, actually. Because Shane... Okay, I proposed the question. Of of, course he did. No, no, no. I proposed the question of, are we the movie review crew or just movie review crew? Because our website is just moviereviewcrew.com. Shameless plug. And then, the sh- so the, anyway, it was this whole thing. And then Shane said, yes, we are the crew that which reviews movies. And then it just it snowballed. And this is just that episode part two, I'm assuming, at this point. Uh, nope, we're putting a, a kibosh on that right now. Okay, well, I am your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Aaron Kronikin. Hello. Matt McNeil. Hi. And Steve Rushlaw. How you doing? Guys, we have an excellent episode, right? Yeah. Right. Always. Dope. Uh, we Sometimes. Have- Most oh. of the time. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That went from like way yeah. up here to like super <laughs> shooting for the stars <laughs> and then failure to launch right there, which is one of my favorite movies. Is it though? No, <laughs> no. I didn't think so. so that doesn't no. seem like a that was movie. well before the supposed reconnaissance. You sure? Oh yeah. You yeah, sure? It, I mean, it was. I'm pretty sure it was like failure to launch and something, something, something. Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the, how those are back career to back, went. I'm pretty no. sure. Yeah, no. The Sahara was in there somewhere, oh, right? Boy, woof. Was, was he in that one? <laughs> God. <laughs> Let's see. This, it, just you, listening to you name these, it makes it even more incredible that that guy is still a mainstream A-list actor. We got to have a, a McConaughey sounder. S- Sahara was uh, before. All right, all right, all right. That's the only sounder. That's the only one that you could pull from McConaughey. No. Whoa, whoa. What about the Wolf of Wall Street, hum? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. He did it exactly like I McConaughey. Don't know. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's been forever since I've seen that movie. Did you look up if Sahara was before or after? It was before. Okay. Um, failure to launch was 2006. And then <sighs> you have to look to 2011. Lincoln Lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so hold on, real quick. 2012, right. Mud. 2013, Dallas Buyers Club. 2013, Wolf of Wall Street. Didn't didn't his like I thought his whole thing started with uh, Magic Mike. I thought that was the reconnaissance. 2012. <laughs> yeah, well, he did a movie called Killer Joe that what people it was like a low budget. It was William Friedkin guy that 2011. Directed. Yeah, mm. so that was kind of people were recognized. Oh, maybe he has talent and he's not just sexy abs. Yeah, maybe he's just not all sexy abs. I mean, he is, said se- all the he is sexy abs, but... <laughs> that was all in all of the Rotten Tomatoes review. This guy might be more than just sexy abs. <laughs> I love where this show's gone already. 
All right, but we have an excellent episode for you guys today. We're going to get into a, a film titled Three Days of the Condor. Yes, are you nothing are you sure? about Are you Concord sure it's not Three Flights or... of the Concord? Man, dude. Uh, I've been getting it wrong all week. I finally got it right. Uh, it's a Robert Redford film before 1980, which we are doing 1980s films, before, or pre-1980s films, for the entire month of September. I was going to say, we're doing 1980s. I've messed everything up. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing it all wrong. No, but you can go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com, request movies right on our homepage. Uh, and we are doing horror slash thriller films for our October. Is that fair? Best month of the year. Yes. <laughs> Supposedly. <Yeah. laughs> Do you realize how many movies? of our le- lowest 10 scores are horror movies? None, dude. All of them. None. Maybe maybe no, like because one. There's, I'd there's, say eight uh, out of ten. No, it might not no. be that bad. That bad all right, all right, we'll go through them. <clears throat> Twilight, not horror. Technically, no, it's not. just sit through. <laughs> okay, that doesn't count. Uh, only God forgives. God. Independence Day resurgence. How many of these were Aaron's pick? None. Plus, only, only God, God forgives. forgives. That was a success because remember we were doing at that time. I had yes, to pick a movie that, that Shane true. would hate. Oh, that is true. That so is I picked true. the best possible movie. <laughs> that was true. Uh, Interview with a Vampire. <sighs> Nell. Oh my God, this list. <laughs> <laughs> Vantage Point. Sharknado. Star Wars Episode One. The Hills Have Eyes. That's one. Okay, yep. so one. What are we? Nine. Mm. That was number nine. Oh, and uh, Suspiria. Two. So, mm. two. Eden Lake's not up there? You remember that not. dumb they, movie? They've got to be close. <laughs> it's, I do remember that dumb movie. It's like 20th from the bottom. The but, only thing I learned from that movie is if people are chasing you, jump into the nearest dumpster full of liquid poo. <laughs> I, I think we did do uh, numbers from last year and... The horror the average month for a horror, yeah. was yeah. was a lot was, lower than the rest of our months. Yeah, but there have also been highlights like yeah. Hereditary is one yeah. of our. I was gonna top say 10 how, how many of our and, yeah. our top our, our hot, top ten highest rated movies are horror movies. I don't think any. I don't think Hereditary, Hereditary didn't top crack 10. it. No. Oh, well, there it is. Hereditary, yes. Hereditary. Yeah, that's is like top fourth. five, isn't it? Yeah, Hereditary is fourth. Little Shop of Horrors. That's a horror <laughs> musical, kind of. Close. Sure, right? Count like it's a it. horror comedy musical. Um, that is it, though. So yeah, two, that two ca- in the bottom ten and two in the top. I'd ten. say that's yeah, kind of yeah. how horror movies are. It's either really good or really bad. There's never anything really in the middle. At least for yeah. me, I was. I think that's how it goes on our show. I mean, I think the 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 forgettable ones are in the middle, but then there's also the really good and then the really bad. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, okay, but we have a great show. Three Days of the Condor. We also have movies coming out to theaters this week. Yarp. And a little segment of What Have You Watched Lately? So, Aaron, what are the movies coming out to theaters? Uh, speaking of sexy abs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Brad Pitt and Ad Astra. We're, we, I don't know if we talked about, about that. Pre-show. Have we seen any reviews for that? or? Uh, it's got 7.7 on IMDb and a lot of, it was released at the, I think the Toronto Film Festival, and there were a lot of good reviews there, so I'm excited. I think it's going to be uh, a good one for me to see in theaters. Kind of, I'm kind of like you, I'm a sucker for space movies, so I'll go see it. And I ah. like Brad Pitt, I don't know, I mean a lot of people don't like him, but Modern he's Western fans. Over very, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. is this Armageddon? It's got Liv Tyler in it. 
Oh boy, does it. Hold yep. on, how do you spell Ad Astra? Ad, oh, A-D. Yeah, yeah, I typed Space. in that and it didn't come up. Ad Astra is sitting at 84% currently. Um, I'm assuming Liv Tyler is his wife. Hmm. I believe it's Die Tyler. Sure. Hopefully. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> also coming out <laughs> for people like Shane, our resident action movie lover, Downton Abbey. I don't know why he's so into that. <laughs> he, he did say uh, he was going to see it. Schley has been watching that show uh, on Prime, and she loves it. I don't get it. Um, Shane did say that... Isn't his... it just a bunch of stuffy snobs walking around in suits pretending like they're yeah, poop don't stink? Dude, and they're always like, do you want to go downtown? And they're like, uh, you mean downtown? And then that's, yeah. Uh, he, he said he wants to dress up and go to the Alamo and... I don't know. Sip tea? Is that what they do? Posh. Be posh. Um, That's the right word. It's a lot of it's a lot of scandal. Mm. Shows like, a lot of scandal. So it's like Hold Game on. of Thrones without the good stuff. From what the about first few the seasons? show Scandal? Oh I don't know. What? I've never seen. There's a show called Scandal. Oh, I've never seen it. Ladies but no, that. it's not like Game of Thrones at all. Yeah, no dragons, dude. Other than that, it's the same. It's, yeah, that's Sean Bean dies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're just also coming out. I'm not, I'm not having a positive <laughs> review of Downton Abbey on my show. Nope. <laughs> Screw that stupid show. Yeah. Um, Actually, I don't. I could care less. The movie that. So you do care. So okay, this is what I mean. Like this is two movies coming out, both of which Shane is excited to see, and they're they are as far Total apart opposites. on the end of the spectrum. <laughs> Downton Abbey. And Rambo: Last Blood. Ugh. Oh man! Oh, I know that looks bad. It looks bad, horrible. Bad. It's like Rambo: I'm, Home Alone. We can style. only hope that it is the last one. What do you mean? The, no, they're I love gonna the keep, Rambo movies. They're but... gonna reboot Rambo with a CGI Sylvester Stallone, make him look young again, and they're just gonna keep going, just like they did with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, with the Terminator that's movies. That's what I was gonna say. I gotta do what I gotta do. That was pretty good. Dude. Yeah, it was actually really good. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of impressed. Also coming out on Netflix, Between Two Ferns, the oh, movie. Oh, have you seen the trailer? I have, and I'm in. I am in as well. This. I mean, right. Speaking of Matthew McConaughey's sexy abs, right. In the beginning of the trailer, he kills Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> so yeah, uh, dude. Have you guys, Matt, Steve? Have you not seen the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer, nope. but Aaron just told me about it this morning. And oh man. Without seeing the trailer, I'm in because... But you, you guys are at least familiar with Between Two Ferns. Yes. I'm oh. aware of its existence. You need to watch them. They're hilarious. They're pretty good. It all. I think they, they're they kind of hit and miss, depending on the who's their... Who's the uh, guest star or whatever. Uh -huh. But no, I, I'm, I'm in for a Netflix movie, Between Two Ferns. Hell yeah, why not? I don't know how you make a movie out of that. They they explain like what they're doing uh -huh. on the in the trailer. Okay. Anyway, what else? A movie called Villains, which actually I am skeptical but excited about. It's uh, a that means it's going to be boring. Comedy, Oof. drama, horror, thriller is what they're calling this. But it stars Bill Skarsgård, the guy that plays mm -hmm. Pennywise, mm -hmm. and uh, horror, apparently the new screen queen, Micah Monroe. Hmm. She was in It Follows. Mm -hmm. She's in, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. so I'm on board for that. I might have to see catch a uh, a, a trailer for it. Uh, another bad looking movie called Corporate Animals. Ugh. Yeah, that one's it's got a terrible meta score. Yeah, uh, Demi Moore is your lead on that with Ed Helms. So I think it's Demi. Oof. Either um, or, it's gonna be a bad movie. 
Also, another to get super excited about, Running with the Devil, starring none other than Nick Cage, Cole Hauser, oh, and Lawrence Fishburne. Jeez. Sprinkle uh, a little berry pepper on Oh my. Don't care about that, but now I want to listen to, I think it's Aerosmith that does that song. How about some Clifton Collins Jr. too? Mm-hmm. No, it's not Aerosmith. This will be a this will be a bad movie. Um, yeah, but I might have to see that. And then that's it. Okay. What's this? What's the last one about? You said that's it. <laughs> yep. That's it uh, for there. movies coming. Okay. So, so okay. one I saw that's on IMDb here um, that I've looked up for top movies of 2019. Is the Diego Maradona movie Van Halen? That's a that song. <laughs> It's about a movie about a soccer player. Um, I have no interest in it, but for some reason, I keep seeing it on top lists of 2019. Interesting. It's a documentary. I think about so. a soccer player. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. Big hard pass. Like I don't even want to watch normal soccer. Well, yeah, it's like the second most boringest sport mm-hmm. behind most baseball. Boringest. Whoa, bro. Hurt my heart. Baseball does suck. You suck. (laughs) (laughs) Touchy subject, huh? (laughs) Uh, Let's get into a segment of what have you watched lately? I already did mine. I didn't talk about mine. What'd you watch? Just curious. Baby Driver. Oh, that's a good one. You're so wrong. And I watched. uh, I'm on season six of Brooklyn Nine Nine now. That's a a good. It's a good show. It picks. I was. It falters a little bit between like seasons three and four. It picks back up. Fast, really? I don't think it falters at all. Really, I do. I think I don't know. They do like the witness protection thing. Yeah, and, like I don't that's know. They, great. They don't. They don't do a whole lot of the title of my sex tape jokes. And oh man, so the problem that you had <laughs> was that they didn't do enough title of your sex tape jokes. Yeah, I don't see what's wrong here. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, but you know, if you wanted to hear uh, what Shane, Brent, and I have seen lately in more depth, go to our website and stream our last episode of the Sugarland Express, or find it anywhere on podcasts, iTunes, whatever, blah, 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 blah Stitcher. <laughs> anyway, Aaron, what have you seen lately? I watched, and Matt will disagree. I will. This this just ran full speed, vaulted into the worst movie I've seen in 2019, Brightburn. It was 100% predictable, which made it boring. It was completely incompetently directed, it was it was horror movie slasher gimmick 101 and the writing was just childish Man, and bad. And what's uh what's um hmm. the actress's name? Shoot, I the don't The mom, know. the one from Power Rangers? Martha Stewart probably. What? I can't think of her name. She played Rita in the new Power Rangers movie. Oh, well, did she? Well, I never saw the new Power Rangers she's movie. She's pretty bad. Wow, Elizabeth too. Banks. Yeah, she's pretty bad. And the She's, guy Devin Denman, I, yeah, I from like the Office. He's I bad. like Elizabeth bad, Banks bad. as an actress. Yeah, personally, um, what I have said since that trailer came out for that movie. Oh, I know, that, and I, I have thought the same thing. I talk. I was talking to to Shane and Aaron off off uh, show just a minute ago. <clears throat> oh, uh, there boy. are two things. So that I, <laughs> there are two, let me get through this. There are two things. That I have said since I saw them, and I, like since I saw the trailer, and, I, and, and until I watch the movies, I can say these things because you know whatever. Brightburn looks bad. Mortal Engines looks good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are the two <laughs> things that I am standing on until I see those yep. movies. And when I hear that, I'm like, okay, this guy knows. What, oh no, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, Mortal Engines. 
What a dumb title to begin with. It would be true. True. I'm just saying. Say anyway, have you seen anything else? Uh, no, that's. Uh, okay. I started Carnival Row. I told you. Yeah. It's decent. It's a little kind of CW oh, girly. But it's, an show. it's but it's it's like a almost like a crappy CW show, but a lot better production value, a lot better <laughs> acting and writing, but just better. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. But uh, you know, it's just like kind of sci-fi fantasy romance type of stuff that I don't normally get behind, but the story so far is interesting enough, and there's kind of a, a HP Lovecraft yeah, feel yeah. to it. I don't know who that is. Uh, Matt, oh, what, my I'm word. about to jump over this table. Well, you just like one of those Harry Potter characters? Yeah, he's <laughs> Harry Potter character. I've never hated you more in my entire life. Come on, these setup and punchlines are pretty great. Come on. Come on. What have you seen, Come Matt? Yeah. <laughs> God. So, since we are officially in Halloween season, um, it's I have not even October. Halloween season starts in September. Yeah, dude. Okay, it's Halloween starts in September. Halloween season starts when Starbucks starts releasing releasing pumpkin spice lattes. Mm. Labor Day, Halloween season starts. That's wrong. November first, Halloween season is still going, and it just keeps going until Christmas. That's also wrong. Uh, Matt, what, do you, what have you seen lately? <laughs> anyway, um, so since we are in Halloween season, I've been uh, watching a lot of horror movies. I went through and rewatched Nightmare on Elm Street 3 because it's the best Nightmare on Elm Street, and I love that movie. Um, and then I also watched The Dead Don't Die. Is that Die. the one with Scary Terry in it? What? Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. 3 with Scary Terry. Yeah, with Scary Terry. I'm going to get yeah. you, bitch. <laughs> oh, bitch. Well, I, <laughs> He does. He does say um, in one of the kills because he turns himself into like a TV and he grabs he grabs this chick. And he's like, "Welcome to prime time, bitch!" And then he good. smashes her head good, into the good, TV. Good, good, it's pretty great. Um, does he ever say you can run but you can't hide? No. Oh, dang it! Dang it! He does not say that. Anyway, uh, and then I also watched The Dead Don't Die with Bill Murray and Adam Driver and Tilda Swinton. And if it weren't for that cast, that would easily be the worst movie of the year. Uh, Interesting. It's so bad, but that cast makes up for it because uh, Bill Murray and Adam Driver playing off each other with with that classic Bill Murray just super dry mm-hmm. humor. Mm-hmm. It was it it was funny. The two of them together made me laugh a lot, but everything else about that movie was just hot garbage. Speaking that, of Adam Driver, he had a movie released. I think it was that same film festival, the Toronto Film Festival, called Marriage Story. And he's getting huge buzz about Oscar. That, that whole movie's getting huge buzz. Him, his wife, he's yeah. a good actor in the movie. Yeah, so it's uh, apparently it's just a story about a breakdown of a marriage, which oh, sounds miserable. And it's Scarlett Johansson uh, and Adam yeah. Driver. Yeah. Mm. Steve, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I was just gonna. The dead don't lie. Um, die. They yeah, also don't lie. That's true. Dead. They don't. Um, dead don't die. Um, that's kind of what the reviews have been saying is that. Uh, the movie's pretty bad, but the cast kind of elevates it a little bit. Yeah, I mean they they definitely like the 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 storytelling is a little messy. They definitely hit the uh, consumerism metaphor over the head with a hammer repeatedly. And they it, it's very 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 on the nose, but the comedy between Adam Driver and Bill Murray more than make up for that. But I wouldn't recommend it unless you're really, really bored and have an hour and a half to kill. I like Adam Driver. Me I too. Watched, uh, he was he did a TED talk about how yeah. he transitioned from being a marine to an actor, and he seems like a just like a normal, down to earth kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I, I like him. 
I I I feel weird because like the first like exposure to him I got was as like a whiny little bitch, high pants Kylo Ren. You know, he was in <laughs> what was that? Oh, God, that Coen Brothers movie where? It, oh man, I can't remember. No, that's fine. He was a singer. It's but it was that was the first time I noticed him, and all he did was come in and sing in his shockingly low voice. I'm like, man, what is this guy doing? Uh, I didn't know it was his real voice. That's just how he talks. <laughs> like, Adam, Adam Driver <laughs> and Tilda Swinton share a brief moment where Tilda Swinton asks to use his car, and he hands hands her his car keys, and he has a, a Star Wars keychain. Oh, and, no. and then they talk about Star Wars for a second, and I'm like, nah. That's funny. Uh, and then I also watched Ma, and oh, yeah. that movie's just okay. Yeah, that's again. That's what a lot of the reviews say. Man, movie with a pretty good performance from uh, what's her name in the lead. I can never remember. I can never remember her name, and I feel bad about it because she's such a good actress. She, she is. is, and she was in. Wasn't it the same woman like that was Olivia in the Shape of Water? Like Octavia Spencer. Octavia, Octavia yeah. Spencer. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, her performance was fantastic, but the rest of the movie was just middle of the road. It's whatever. Okay, Steve. What about you, Aaron? Your movie. Inside Lewin Davis. Inside Lewin Davis. That's the one I was thinking of. Um, I watched a couple movies. Um, I also watched uh, Brightburn. Um, Oof. It was all right. I eh. You didn't oh. hate it as much as I hated it. I didn't hate it as much as you. I mean, it's a different you can different play on the superhero movie. That's what, like, I'll give you that the, that the writing was a little bit messy, mm. but that movie is exactly what Venom should have been. Venom. Venom I thought was it was a better movie. Yeah, even though that I disagree. Was um, I also saw um, Secret Life of Pets two. Oh, eh. Why? Eh, it's a fun movie, but I saw the first the one. First one was, really care for it. First one was a lot better. Yeah, but like you said, I didn't really care for the first one. Don't know why I seen the second one. Just Fair because point. I guess. Yeah. Um, and then the last one I saw, um, opening night, uh, was It Chapter Two. Yeah. Um. I was telling Matt earlier, it's two forty-five, two hours forty-five minutes. Um, doesn't really feel that long. It it the pacing really? on it is really good. Um, some of the scares in the movie are. See, and that's why I don't mind if a movie is done well. Two two hours plus doesn't matter. I mm. saw Once in a Time in Hollywood. It's just about two dudes, a day-to-day process in Hollywood, and it's two and a half hours and well worth it. Mm-hmm. Which is so ant like against the grain for Tarantino. It was it. If you didn't tell me it was a Tarantino movie, I'd have spent the first two hours of that movie not knowing it was a Tarantino movie. And then the last it's half just, hour, you would have known. It's a definite Tarantino <laughs> ending. <laughs> but the first That's part funny. is like, yeah, this is he's pretty restrained. So Interesting. Lo- like I said, uh, pacing on chapter two was really good. Um, seeing the transition between the characters from the little kids to the adults. Yeah. Um, With I think, a lot of great actors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but all the adults are. Most pretty of them, fantastic. Most cast. of them were pretty spot on, but I will say I did enjoy the first one more than this one. It, um, Shane said I haven't read the book. Um, Don't. But kind of it kind of gets into a weird, spacey kind of. Yes. It yes. just does Stephen giant King giant space crap. turtles and. Um, I mean, so, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I'd say go see it in theaters if you can. In a well, that was sweat tent. that was that was in the <laughs> it was in the first that was in the first. Part. Did they actually include that in the movie? No, no. Good, good. Thankfully, nobody wants to see an underage gangbang. 
Nobody wants to see that. There's, Nobody wants to read about been, it. Why is that in the book? There have been rumors about uh, when when it and it chapter two are released that on whatever streaming site they'll be on, they're talking about doing almost like a miniseries thing because the book jumps from children to adults to children to adults to children. It's not just a children the, then adults. And the, the, so they're talking about TV, the TV series in the '90s did that too. Yeah, so it's they're talking about of, cutting it into pieces and making it just one big. It's kind of what they do in the second one. They kind of bounce back and forth between the little kids and the adults kind of showing and like hey this is what they did and then they're here unlike the first one which is literally just the little kids mm-hmm. uh also i want to give a little anecdotal story real quick i was trying to explain jojo rabbit to some yeah. of my friends and coworkers, without sounding like a racist. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I am and so excited about this Hitler movie. It is extremely hard. Let me you tell you, you are that. the guy that championed the Nazis while we reviewed a great yes. dictator. Yes, so. <laughs> I was like those those Nazis. He, they he do did. Great he things. did do that. I did not. <laughs> I backtracked like five times, and you understand what I meant. Um, no, but I was like, yeah, it's about this guy that has. Hitler as a, and then I was like, God, this is, you got to just watch the trailer. It was really funny because they that were trailer, looking at me like. The part that the cracked hell? me up is when he was, so oh, hi, the, <laughs> he's hiding the girl in the house, is the, the Jewish girl in the house, or his mom is, and he finds her. And he's talking to his imaginary friend Adolf, and he's like, what do we do? And simultaneously, Adolf says, burn the house down and blame her the Jews. <laughs> and the little kid says, negotiate. And Adolf's like, oh, yeah, yeah, negotiate. That's a good one, too. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, that's the type of humor. You yeah. have to dive into that type of humor if you're going to make that type of movie. God, that is ridiculous. Uh, let's move on. Three Days of the Condor. Yes, sir. All right. Three Days of the Condor from 1975. It's a rated R film, hour and 57 minutes long. It's a mystery thriller film. A bookish CIA researcher finds all his co-workers dead and must outwit those responsible until he figures out who he can really trust. Directed by Sidney Pollack and the novel by James Grady, adapted to the screen by Lorenzo Semple Jr., starring Robert Redford, Faye Dunaway, and Cliff Robertson. Am I missing any names? Max, Max von Sydow. Yeah, yep. There you go. Okay. He's recognizable. Yes. The film on Rotten Tomatoes gets an 86% certified fresh from critics, giving it an overall score of 7.27. An audience score of 83%, giving it a 7.8. The critics' consensus. The, this post-Watergate thriller captures the paranoid tenor of the times thanks to Sidney Pollock's tout direction and excellent performances from Robert Redford and Faye Dunaway. Take it away, boys. Uh, the reason I picked this is because I've owned it forever and just never watched it for some reason. So Why? I wanted to see it. Why mm. did you buy it in the first place? Yeah. Robert Redford, Sidney Pollock, same mm. director and star of Jeremiah Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say I in, enjoyed this pick. Um, I've only seen a couple Robert Redford movies, um, and he seems to be just fantastic in anything he's in. The, what's the one with the, uh, where he's on the boat by himself? Oh, uh, Castaway. Sure. Yeah, Castaway. Yeah, I can't think of yeah. it. Um, but I think he only has like ten lines in that, and he's fantastic. Think, uh, all his losses. Yeah, in the movie that one. Um, I just think Robert Redford's one of those people that can say nothing in a movie and still command. Well, the he, screen that he's he on. He doesn't ever. 
get too crazy and over the top. He doesn't ever. It's just kind of always a little more subdued, which I'm fine with. But it's not as showy as somebody mm-hmm. like uh, Paul Newman would get at times, where it's like, okay, dial it down. This isn't a stage play. <laughs> but I don't. I I mean, this the story itself is interesting. The it's a little weird because of how dated the spy technology. Like this is, I assume, at the time, cutting edge, <laughs> and right now it's like, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's how you did that, huh? But I mean, the story is good. The acting is great. The music was just glaringly out of place, out of place for the story. They're absolutely in place for the era. They're <laughs> yeah, I, well, and 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 you know, for for the most part. The music is only at the beginning and then right at the end. Yeah. For for most of the movie, there's no music. Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised because normally, if I'm on a movie that Aaron picks, I'm going into it with a little bit of apprehension because they're usually boring, artsy fartsy bullcrap. Um, uh, you can't really say that you didn't go into it that way because Mike was like, "What's this boring movie?" <laughs> Yeah, what boring movie okay. did Aaron pick? Time out. That's just because Aaron picks, say it together, class, boring movies. <laughs> I pick dramas with good stories and acting. Last movie. Let's hold on. Well, we're going to take just a minute away from the show. Aaron, what was the last movie you picked? Um, Wasn't it? Uh, it been Ombre? What is yeah. O- Ombre. And, and, then, and then before that. Green Book. No, no, it was Childhood of a Leader. Yeah, yep. that's right. So, and then the sisters, brothers. In his defense, on Childhood of a Leader, that that's did a, get really good reviews. A and we went in blind. That's yeah, not like I'll, one I'll, I went I'll, I'll in. give I'll give Aaron the benefit of the doubt on that one because he hadn't seen it before. And it had a great Dude. trailer that fooled also, me. Charlie Countryman. Guys, he <laughs> picked Cold Mountain. Oh, I true. love that true, 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 true. I was good. Well, first of all, okay, I was about ready because I was thinking about oh, my. Smack me. I was thinking about my favorite movies <laughs> at work, just trying to get through the day. And I'm right. like, man, they those guys really killed Cold Mountain. But then I went and looked. You all gave it good I know, scores. I know. It's not like I think it got a seven point seven five, which I would not ever argue about. So. I know. It's not like you guys. I think I think it's just funny. We got to we got to give marks to a well-made movie, but man, was it boring! Right. No, right? Charlie Hoonan <laughs> doing backflips and stuff like that. Also, it got higher than a seven point seven five. It got seven point nine four. Good. With the lowest score being mine at seven. Yeah. See, people didn't not like it. Did I didn't like it. I just can acknowledge that it was a well-made movie. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to three days of the Concord. Right. Yes. Three <laughs> three flights of the Concord. Uh. But yeah, no this this movie was actually pretty okay. I mean, there there are some issues, some very big issues that I take with the movie, but overall it was mostly the just senseless, useless love story crammed into it. Yes, and it's... and the fact that the whole reason that that it, it gets really Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, and that's a little weird. Yeah, it's uh, definitely and... not a. Like every spy movie, they don't have to go around sleeping with everybody. True. Well, true. just let it be a spy movie. That's kind of what I was thinking when I was watching this. Is they meet each other, he kidnaps her. She like hates him for doing it, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh hey, yeah. how you doing? Right. Uh, and and I laughed out loud at the ridiculous of because uh, he goes, maybe there's a CIA within the CIA, and I was I was just like, come on. 
that's one of the corniest lines I've ever that's heard. Exactly Inception. what it was. Well, yeah, but it, it's still the way that he delivered it. Like I half expected the movie to go dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> Zoom in and out, yeah. like Bob's Burger style. <laughs> it was it was a bad delivery. It was it's it's a dated movie. There's no getting around that. Just it's very very obviously a '70s movie with the. I mean, clothing styles, the music choices, which, like you said, luckily a lot of the soundtrack, the the music was left out of it. And I like that seventies funk, though. I'm all about but it. It just doesn't fit. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I was, I, I I went in this intentionally, not trying to look up who's in it or what's it about. All I knew about it is Sidney Pollack, Robert Redford. So it was a pleasant surprise that it was. Uh, that Max von Sydow was in it because he's always good. You want to talk about never overacting and just always being subdued and just commanding the oh, screen? Yeah. That guy, he. First of all, I think he's been a hundred years old since nineteen seventy. <laughs> I don't think he, he looks as old as he does. Yes. <laughs> like it's, he has a, Did we talk about that when we talked about The Exorcist? Maybe I just. Every time I see him, I'm like, my God, the guy's still making movies. <laughs> well, the, well, what year was this? 74? 75. Yeah, 75. 75, and he was just in Game of Thrones, what, two years ago? He looks about the same age. My boy is 90 years old. Jesus. And he's been that since 1975. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% certain. Max Vonsetto, alien question mark? Yes. <laughs> also, just the best accent. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so it was a pleasant surprise that he was in it because I think for a movie like this, he wasn't technically like the bad guy, but he was the immediate threat. And he lended some weight to that role that would have otherwise been just a, I don't know, just kind of a, you know, there's the bad guy, run away from him. But Yeah, I, I guess my, my biggest hang-up other than the, the forced uh, love interest, is, and I literally mean forced. Um, yes, it, it had no place in the movie, to be but honest. My my biggest issue, other than that, is that the story kind of falls apart um, once he gets to, um, I don't even remember the guy's name, but once he gets into the house uh, and then Max von Sydow kills the other dude, like from that point forward, I'm like, this is a little, this is a little too much. It 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 leaves the realm of suspended disbelief and just gets to me pers- uh, anyway it, it it becomes silly at that point why uh, just because von Sydow flipped sides played both sides for more money no like that part makes I sense like, but even he said get... earlier he said there's he doesn't ask why the only thing that matters is when and how much yeah and no and and his his motivations aren't the part that i take issue with that makes total sense what what is silly to me is just the whole I don't know. Like they, the the whole motivations behind this are are. They don't really explain it other than oil. Like that's the only yeah. explanation that there they was give. a secret intelligence agency inside the CIA that was. They explain it toward the end. They, they maybe I says they it. play games. So the CIA had these these ideas, these what if scenarios. What if we invaded the Middle East for their oil, which. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? <laughs> so he's saying, well, this is all what if, but this intelligence agency within the CIA took it a step further and was going to put that plan into action. And even the CIA said, it's a good plan. We just wouldn't have acted on it. Mm. Those guys were going to. 
And that's why Redford's and that's hard for me to I to to care all that much because these people that die and the whole the whole motivation behind I understand why Redford's character has I think his name is Joe Turner has the motivation he has because these are people he cared about and people like these were the only people he knew and but to the viewer it's like eh, yeah okay fine <laughs> yeah oil fields like right? I think we're a little uh, desensitized because I mean may- maybe in the 70s there it would have had more impact but but now well, it's like after... they said this is after Watergate where which was the the gigantic turn from trusting the government right. and being distrustful. And we were never, we're too young to have been a part of those that just put our blind faith in the government. Right. So it's yeah. like, for us, it's not that big a shock to be like, oh, our it's intelligence like when, agencies when are we doing were, things that we don't know about? Right. When, when we were old enough to care about what was happening in the government, we were starting an illegal offensive war in Iraq. <laughs> it's, yeah. For oil fields. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that happens. It's not funny at all. It's terrible. Um, anyway, let's let's move on uh, from that. Mike, <laughs> transition us. I'm bad at this. All right. So what do you guys think about the audio? Thank like, you. Uh, music overall in the movie. Where Was there music? No. Most of, and it was pretty, really well done. I loved the setup and the follow through of that initial assassination of all the CIA because you've got just that constant rattle of the printer going off and that's all you have for a background and it's just this feeling of of impending doom for these people like they're dead we all know what's going to happen but, but to watch it unfold was pretty great that's that's another thing there is no way that those printers or or whatever were making enough noise to mask gunfire that's that's just movies Every every gun like, in a movie with a silencer is like. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> That's not how that works. Uh, the, with this, I enjoy enjoyed the uh, that scene, but I think the one thing that got me off of that was um, the guy in the bathroom. He kind of hears something, and he's like, like he opens the door, and he's like, and he's got like this face. You're just like, it's like just a weird face. Then he's like slowly he tries to hurry up and close the door, and the guy shoots him. It's just kind of like. His face really didn't fit the... Well, I mean, there's probably a reason he had a two-second role in a movie. <laughs> it's not that great. Probably. Um, That's not it. Also, and this is something that that I've noticed a lot in, in older movies, anytime that there's a, a scuffle or, or a fight scene <laughs> yes. without music, oh, it's just the worst. Because it, it, all, you, all you hear is just them like... And then occasionally, <gasps> right? <laughs> <laughs> like I think that the 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 mailman or whoever was trying to kill him, literally a couple of times went. <laughs> like what is this? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure they made like pow noises. There was something when they would hit each other. It was something like that. It, the sound design for the action elements was like you're saying. The gunshots were unrealistic. The <laughs> the fight. There was, I guess it was just the one fight scene, but. Like he grabbed a poker from the fireplace and was swinging it around. And was like, whoosh, whoosh. Like, are you kidding me? It's just a little fire poker. Come on, <laughs> like lightsaber noise like over I, here. Because the, the, they they did the the same thing in Shivers, where there there's a, a scuffle with no music, and all you hear is just the sounds of their shoes on the floor. And I'm like, this is 
throw something over the top of this because this is just awkward to watch when there's no music behind mm-hmm. it. One thing, though, mm-hmm. leading up to that scene, one thing I liked about throughout the movie is that there was very little spoon feeding. It was a lot of showing us what he's seeing and kind of his thought process. Like the the mailman, when he looks down at his shoes and realizes they're not yeah. the normal government-issue mail carrier shoes, right. and that's when he gets suspicious. So it's there's a lot of that putting the pieces together when he... When he's going into that alleyway initially when he's supposed to meet the guy and he's looking around and trying to find him and he sees the guy turn so then he knows where the other guy's hiding and it's like instead of showing a lot of, you know, just spoon feeding the audience to say, uh oh, this is what's about to happen, it adds more to it because you're kind of following along with his his thought process. Could that be something that some people lower their score on this movie for? Because it is not spoon-fed to them. No, I've always been a big proponent of show, don't tell. I personally have, but I know. Look at how movies are made today. Yeah. There, it You have to have a five-minute dialogue of exposition to, to, like, halfway through the movie, recap. This is what's happening, just to catch you up, well, since you're too dumb that, to follow. That's maybe, kinda, maybe in superhero movies. That's kind of well, why I ask, because a lot of movies these days, they try to spoon-feed it to people a lot. Um but I actually, like you said, I enjoyed the way this movie didn't do that because you're kind of figuring it out as yeah. he's going. Mike, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, like, the good movies don't do that. And, and they're, no, they're, they're, you're right. But <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying the, the popular movies do. Because, I, say, yeah, because yeah, yeah. The, the ones that... That's the same way with Blade Runner 2049. One big com- complex story that doesn't spoon feed you, and and a lot of people's complaints were, oh, it's too long and boring. It's too complicated. Well, just follow along. It's a freaking fantastic yeah, movie. Dude, I will still stand by that movie. It had one of the best plot twists I had yep. ever. Because I was, I still haven't seen it, dude. I, it's good. I honestly was like, this is what's gonna happen, and then it happens, and then you realize that the. Care, like he's wrong, and I'm a sucker for unhappy endings, dude. And, and for the whole like, movie to <gasps> be saying you're special, and then they're like, "F you, you're just yeah. a nobody, dude." <laughs> they pull the rug out from me. Like I don't want to spoil yeah. that movie too much, but oh my god, unhappy endings are the best. My wife calls them unhappy endings. I call them realistic. Yep. Okay, wrong. <laughs> they're unhappy. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. If I'm a guy kidding. dies I'm... in a situation he should never get out of, hooray movie for killing your lead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and so I'm going to, like, we're on the subject, so I'm just going to go back to it. They, that was why Psycho was so um, pivotal and, like, majestic for its time, like, so impactful, is because, like, movies before that never killed the main character. Yep. When you and, buck a trend that's so yeah. well established, people yeah. lose their mind. I was I was watching like an explanation of that and I was like we see that like from my point of view like 2000s and all, that's that's something that's been done for 30 years at that point. You know what I mean? It's still it's still to this day people are their their mindset is the lead wins. Yeah. The good guy wins. And that's like 
take going back to Game of Thrones season one. That's why that became such a popular hit. Is because well, first of all, people it's Sean Bean. You should have know he's a goner. But <laughs> <laughs> but he died at the end, and people lost their minds. Like, oh, they killed who I thought was the main character. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, you know, good for them. Game the guy, Game you know, Thrones don't have a main character. No, don't Game of it, Thrones it literally does not have a main character. Well, uh, but and then it just started getting too gimmicky and just killing people. Just. For fun. No. Yeah. Honestly, more people should have died. I'm. Sa- I'm just I saying. I stopped more watching. People should <laughs> have died. Anyway, let's. We're we're not talking about Game of Thrones yeah. right now. Thankfully. Uh, cinematography and uh, directing for Three Doors of the Condor. I three three loved doors it. three three doors <laughs> three doors down. <laughs> Three doors of the flight of the Concord. I'm not the only one. This is three so days <laughs> of the Condor. This is oh my! I've just made my day right now. It was a very well made movie. Shot wise, yes. I, I I can't explain. It's just the way. It never felt like it was in a hurry to get to one place or another. It let you see what was happening and took its time to show you and and. It wasn't true tension, edge of your seat, hereditary, like nerve-wrecking tension, but it was just kind of the slow tension of what's going to happen, who's behind all this, what's happening. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. though because it's a little dated, the impact of the reveal wasn't that great, it still put all the pieces of the story together well enough that it makes it worthwhile. Yeah. Two and what, 2 hour 10 minutes, whatever it is, yeah. not even. But I, I don't know. I I thought I thought it was execu- executed fantastically from from almost all aspects, and I think on top of that, um, some of the I don't know quotes tech that they use in this movie was pretty interesting to see compared to what we have nowadays. Like when they're trying to track him, that's pretty legit. <laughs> A switchboard, <laughs> yeah. Like to no cell phones, no oh, yeah. no super high tech. Like this guy's sitting at a room full of computers for one little uh, almost like 1960s bat computer. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, he routed it to 500 phones. And it's like this little board that yeah shifts the map. It's it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the he, way, he's using timeout his his version like he's using this portable rotary phone to like <laughs> <laughs> dial into the phone network and it's I'm pretty sure that's what the like phone guys used to use when they were like yeah. climbing poles and you stuff. Don't, you guys still don't do that? I'd carry one around with me at all times. <laughs> you should just like three hundred foot cord behind you to the nearest <laughs> phone line. Yeah, I also carry a rotary phone with me, but it's not portable. I have to actually like plug it into yeah. A, yeah. a wall and Does anyone have a plug in a rotary plug in I can borrow? Yeah. Uh a landline. Anyway. Uh Oscar the I'm sorry, cinematographer Owen Roisman was nominated for five Oscars, by the way. So for what movies? White Earp, Tootsie, Network, The Exorcist, mm-hmm. and The French Connection. Damn, he was big in the '70s then. That was because uh... wasn't Tootsie? <laughs> <laughs> you all right over there? Yep, yep. Uh, what just happened was Mike spent 20 seconds trying to pull a napkin, and his tissue. little tiny, weak little arms couldn't get the tissue out of the box in time. God. Did you know this got an uh, Oscar nom? Three For days what? of uh, best film editing. Oh, makes sense. Got a nominee. Makes sense. 
Are we ready to read it? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, who goes first? I'm not going to go first. I can start. I I liked, I really liked every aspect of this except for the romance. I mean, I understand Faye Dunaway's character and that she was a necessity for the plot to get to where it went, but the romance between them was absolutely unnecessary. And it didn't, if it was out of the movie, it wouldn't have taken away from the movie. And the fact that it is in the movie and so poorly executed takes away from it. But I still give, I'll do seven and a half. I think Redford, I always love Robert Redford. I think Max von Sydow is fantastic. Faye Dunaway did a good job. She really didn't have a lot to do other than be the love interest, but at least she was good. I mean, she did that one scene in the restaurant with the guy. Yeah. And then she was just gone. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so, I, yeah, uh, minus that, but this movie would have been, I like these spy thrillers. I like the, the complex ones that are, are grounded in reality, and it's not, you know, explosions and supervillains like James Bond or Mission Impossible. And I actually, I, I, I blame the James Bond franchise for this romance. For the romance, yeah. yes. Yeah, it, it, because it was, they, they, they don't set, need him to be James Bond. They set that trope of like, oh, the spy has to get the girl. No, he doesn't. Just let it be a platonic relationship, and she helps him, and that's the end of it. Um, I am mostly with you on this. I, I did enjoy the movie. I don't think quite as much as you did, though. Um, but it is still a very you know well-made movie, especially considering when it came out. Uh, I'm going to give this one a 6.75. All right. I'm with Aaron on this. Um, I'm starting to realize I need to go back and watch more Robert Redford movies. Um, kind of like I said, anytime he's on the screen, he commands the screen. Doesn't really have to say anything. Um, and like both of you guys said, the romance is kind of unnecessary in this movie. I'm also giving it a 7.5. All right. So the final score... Of three doors down from the condor <laughs> is 7.25. Let's play a little quick game of Pop Quiz Asshole. This or Guardians of the Galaxy. This probably. Guardians. Guardians. First Blood. This. This. 2018 Halloween. Halloween. Ooh, Halloween. That was. Yeah, that was a pretty good movie. They have the exact same score, by the way. A most violent year. That I love that movie. Um, I haven't, haven't seen that, so this Full Metal Jacket. Why did you give me that look? <laughs> this that, that movie this. was like vanilla, man. A most violent year. With yeah, yeah. It's Aaron. Poe no, Dameron. Yeah, that movie was not a most violent year. It wasn't the most violent. Anyway, that, movie. <laughs> that movie. Collateral. 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 Sunshine. This. This is a hundred times. Halloween, the original. This. The original this. Halloween. Damn, I didn't realize that they were so close. They're literally within 0. 0.4, 0. 0.04 of each other. You mean the, the original and the remake? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Interesting. The drop. This. 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 Uh, last one we'll do. No Country for Old Men. This. Ooh. I might do that one. No. I might do No Country. No Country. I no Country was such a boring movie. I need to revisit that. I gave it too low of a score. And, and maybe the score will stand up, but I need to revisit it for sure. Anyway, so 7.25 for 
for three days of the Condor. We have only three movies left for movies before 1980. So get your listener request in while you can. And also start, start sending in the Halloween ones. Absolutely. Yeah, horror buddy. Ones. Horror and thrillers. I think I think thrillers would Right. Like that's as it, long as it plays in the genre of horror. Like we right. did uh It Comes at Night. That's not a true horror, but right. it plays in right. that genre. Yeah. So get those in while you can. Again, the website is moviereviewcrew.com. You can request movies right on our homepage at the bottom. Just click the tab and fill out the survey. Uh, we really appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, did, Steve, do you have a pick for next week? Um, I haven't decided. Um, I have it down to two, though. Which okay. two? I have it down to Serpico and Cool Hand Luke. Ooh. Ooh, that's okay. Uh, I might. I don't know. This isn't. A th- uh, don't. Yeah. Alien. Maybe I'll maybe pick Alien because it's 79, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah 79. We, we did that once. We, we did. We talked about it and nobody heard it. Yep. Because uh, that was one of our pilot pilot episodes, episodes man. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll have two two brand new episodes next week. Man, uh, that's a tough choice. Either Paul Newman or well Al Pacino's booty sweat. If if Mike picks Alien, I am on that one one hundred percent. I mean, if Mike we'll picks Alien, I'm watching both of them one hundred percent. Yeah, I think I'd have to watch both. What of if them I just pick well? Ellen? Ellen, it's not a movie. Cricket, a- Ellen, chirp, Ellen chirp, the chirp, Generous. Chirp, chirp, yeah, the show. Yeah, you got to pick a specific episode. Let's find the one with Oprah. Huh? I don't know that that was an episode. Me neither, but we'll figure <laughs> it out. Anyway, uh, join us next week. In the meantime, website moviereviewcrew.com. And right now, someone in the show. Tell your friends. Let's go, but inconspicuously through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where you guys? I'm going. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Good night and good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Review Crew. Remember to like us and find us on any of your favorite social media platforms as well as go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.